Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Welcome to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. This is episode 17, Supercharging Your Circle Time. Oh, circle time. Sometimes circle time can be very stressful for teachers and maybe even students because we are finding ourselves correcting a lot of behavior. With the short attention spans of our little ones, this circle time can quickly become um, rolling around, touching our friends, bothering our friends, making them yell, um, chewing on our shoes, putting fingers up noses, so many different things can happen around the circle time while you're trying to keep them engaged and keep them on task that sometimes it, you know, the question becomes, is it honestly worth it? Is having circle time even worth it? And I do think you have to ask yourself that because when things aren't working, are we really getting any benefit out of making children sit, not engaged, rolling around, Is it even worth your time? But before you go totally ditching circle time, I do want to share with you some things that we can do to supercharge our circle time, maybe some things you hadn't really thought about, because I do feel like circle time does have some amazing benefits, whether you call it group time, whether you call it, you know, class community time, whatever it is that you call it, you're coming together as a group and you're learning together, which will happen a lot throughout their school lives. And so kind of bringing this piece in that sometimes we have to wait to um, have our voice heard. It's okay to have to sit for a couple minutes and do some listening. So we're kind of building up this attention to task, but making sure that we're doing it in a way that isn't stressing us out, stressing them out, and making the whole thing not even worth it. So I'm going to go through a couple of things that I think can help you supercharge your circle time and make it something that you want to do and that children want to do. And then if you skip it, they they notice, you know, in the past, um, before I kind of really tried to up my game, children didn't even ask when I skipped circle time. And now it would be like, wait, we didn't do it, which is exactly the kind of excitement engagement we want behind having this group time together. All right, let's start with routine. While routine and consistency is hugely important for young learners and all of us really, sometimes we end up getting too routine and that ends up making things lackluster. Now, yes, children need that routine. They need that consistency. They need to know what's happening next. It makes them feel safe and helps them understand the rules within our classroom and how we're going to kind of work together on this thing called preschool. But it's also important to note 
that after a while, some of that routine and consistency can become too mundane. And you see this when we maybe leave out certain manipulatives or toys for too long. They stop playing with them. They've been there, done that. They go find something else. And if there's not something else, they find a different way to use the material in a way that satisfies them. So we know that that consistency is huge. We know that that routine is huge. But sometimes during circle time, especially looking at, is it too routine? Is it too same every day? Why even show up type of thing? I knew it was getting bad in my own circle time when I didn't even want to have circle time. Like I was like, oh, I wonder if we could skip it today. I wonder if they would even notice. So if it's that routine and that boring for me, how can I expect my little ones to be involved and excited about it? Like no wonder they're rolling around and their feet are in the air and they're, you know, messing with their friend and they can't sit still. No wonder, right? Because I thought it was even boring that I was hoping (laughs) that we could just skip it that day and they didn't, maybe they wouldn't notice. But what I was doing was incredibly, incredibly routine. So, you know, we would start with a greeter, then we would do the well-wisher, then we do the weather, then we would do the calendar, then we might review some things and done. And we do that over and over each day, which at the beginning of the year, obviously worked great because this was new to them. But the more as weeks went by, the more children were like, whoa, okay, I know what we're doing. Great. And kind of checked out from it. And honestly, I did too. So it became clear that circle time either needed to go or it needed a facelift. So as you can probably guess, I chose a facelift. I really have this thing where when something is going wrong in my classroom or it feels off that I have to find something to make it better. And I knew I didn't want to let go of the whole circle time component because I think it can be powerful, but I knew that I needed to try something new. And new is exactly what it needed. It needed some newness inside the routine. But how do you keep the routine without making it so routine? That really was the question. And it became clear that I needed to add some newness inside the existing routine. I needed to add pieces in that would make it engaging, would make it exciting, would bring the children in and have them be bigger parts of the circle time so that engagement and buy-in was even bigger. So here's a couple of things that I did. And just for a little backstory, I have always used classroom jobs and every student has a job every day. I have some information um, about this in the show notes if you want to learn more. But my classroom jobs also overlap, some of them, to circle time. So this automatically brings children in, has them be a part of it, has them have a job in it, and this already makes some more buy-in and some engagement there. But I was only doing this with like the greeter and the weather and helping count on the calendar. I felt that I could add even more newness by letting students lead those parts and then also 
change up those jobs that they would do during circle time throughout the year. So I generally um, will take away maybe the well-wisher and add in a different job. And we go through that job, everyone gets a chance at it, and then we add another one. So for example, we do a survey taker. And so that survey taker gets to survey the class with the question of the day. It's on a clipboard. I like this a lot because it creates more social interaction than just a question board on the wall. And then that survey taker during center t- or circle time, excuse me, gets to present the results and we get to talk about them. So that's one. Then when everyone's had a turn with that, I can switch it to something new. We also do a news reporter. And so that person tells us what's been going on at home. So they're getting a chance to stand in front of everyone, tell about themselves, and then I dictate that on paper. And then we later use that dictation when we are finding letters or looking for spaces, things like that within the writing. So there are lots of lots of ways that we can take pieces of a job and bring that into circle time because it adds that newness, but yet there's still routine. So I still have my greeter greeting everyone in the morning when we sit down for circle time, but then maybe I have a piece of newness, but I still have the weather helper. And then maybe I still have the calendar, but I add a piece of newness with a new pointer or maybe how we count might be different. Maybe we'll count like, you know, big giants or tiny mouse or things like that. So we can bring that newness in through classroom jobs and change them throughout the year once everyone's had a turn. Another thing that I make sure that I now have in my circle time is songs and movement, especially movement. So after we've done some of our circle time routine, usually the, you know, normal greeter, weather counting, um, our newest job, things like that, then we go into a movement song. And so um, there are so many wonderful choices out there. We absolutely love Lori Berkner and we do the goldfish quite often, but we love to do the beanbag boogie and, you know, just just wonderful ways for them to move their body, work on some of those gross motor skills, but also kind of getting out any of the wiggles that were created by sitting for that very short amount of time um, at the beginning of circle time. And then once we have that song, I can change it up, but they know okay, we're going to be doing a song after this. They just don't know which one. So it still has that newness inside the routine of knowing what there is a song, but what song is the question. I knew I also wanted to take some time during circle time to work on some skills. And obviously, whether we're graphing um, on the calendar, we're counting and we're working on left or right, return sweep, things like that. So we are doing some skills there, but I wanted to be more intentional once my little friends got used to this routine and could sit for a little bit longer. So I started to add games. Now I did not start these at the beginning of the year because that was just too much. But once I see that they are kind of able to focus the attention to task a little bit longer, I brought in some whole group games. So these games can be played as an entire whole group. We absolutely adore games in our classroom. And I think that there is just so much potential behind fun games for children. 
when it comes to learning skills that maybe aren't always that fun to learn. And so this was a great way to do that. And so I will pull one game during circle time each day that focuses on one skill. And it's something that we all can do together and that we're all involved in, but they are short enough. I mean, we're not talking Monopoly here. These are short enough that you can do them within circle time and it only takes a couple of minutes. And this has really boosted up the engagement because they're like, oh, what game are we doing today? And then the games themselves are fun and engaging. And so they, um, you know, automatically kind of latch onto that. And so I know that we're all working on a skill together too, as well as working on being in class community together, working together, also taking turns, waiting our turn, attention to tasks, just so many wonderful things, right? That we can do by bringing in the skill learning and the games into a whole group setting. I'll put some information about whole group games in the show notes so that you can check it out if you want to learn more about the games that I use in my own classroom. The last thing that I did to kind of supercharge our circle time is at the very end. And so after circle time, we go wash our hands for snack and we have a bathroom in our classroom, which is a huge blessing. But if you don't, you could definitely use this activity for going to line up or releasing children to whatever next activity they are going to do. So we do different transitions out of circle time. And so I like to kind of slow down the um, amount of children moving towards the bathroom at once. And this works great too, if you want to slow down the amount of children leaving the circle time area at one time. And so we do different transitions. So whether it might be pulling um, a name stick out of a cup. So I have all their names written um, sticks in a cup that they can start recognizing their name. Maybe I just do first letters. They can work on first letters and I can hold that up and say, here's the A. A is for Ashley. And then Ashley may go do the next thing, right? Um, We also like to do modeled writing. So this might look like the news reporter did a news report that day. And I can share the marker with one friend at a time and have them come up and find something in the text, whether it be their letter, whether it be a space, whether it be a period, whatever you are kind of looking at at that time, um, it's great to start with their letter. That is something they usually can recognize Um, and they can come up and circle it and then they can go um, on to the next activity. We also like to do songs. One of our favorite is um, the Elephant Set on Me rhyming song. And so I have just a stuffed animal elephant and I'll sing bibbidi bobbidi boo, an elephant set on you, bibbidi bobbidi bee, an elephant set on me, bibbidi bobbidi. And then I do a rhyme for the child's name and then everybody sees if they can guess which child it is. So bibbidi bobbidi washly, an elephant set on Ashley. And then once the elephant sits on Ashley, she gets to go on to the next activity. So as you can see, there are some skills even baked into these transitions, but they know each time there's going to be some sort of way for me to release them to go wash their hands. They just don't know which one it will be. So adding in a little bit of newness there as well. So those are some of the main ways that I went to change up my circle time. And I am happy to report that by adding this newness inside the existing circle time routine definitely has worked. Engagement is there. Learning is there. We're doing it together. We're continuing to build that class community. 
And so needless to say, my circle time has never been the same. And that is good (laughs) because I don't find myself not wanting to go anymore, which I know um, is a big indicator to me, whether it's something that's exciting for my children as well. And so I am very excited to share these with you because I think they could help you bring in some newness to help keep circle time engaging if that's something that you are finding um, struggle with. So if you want to learn more about upping your circle time game, you can check out the circle time workbook. Whether you're new to circle time or you've been doing it for years, I think there's something for everyone inside the workbook because there is an accompanying blog post that really walks you through these steps and helps you kind of decide what you want to make your circle time look like so that you can start that process to being more engaging. So if you want more information on the circle time plan workbook, or you're looking for more information on anything talked about during this episode, head on over to www.lovelycommotion.com slash episode 17. I thank you for listening today and would absolutely love it if you would leave this podcast a review because I would love to hear what you think. Have a lovely day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely. Lovely.